You're listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast, where we discuss everything iRacing in a casual setting. Enjoy. Welcome to the iRacers Lounge. I am your host, Mike Ellis. iRacers Lounge is a podcast for the iRacer, where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Joining me are the usual characters, Adam Jocelyn. How many laps of Five Flags have I done in the last week? Brian McCubbin. Ahoy, everyone. David Hall. I've done zero at Five Flags. And Greg Hectus. I've done zero racing in the last week. Hey, hey. Well, on this week's show, I took the iRacers Lounge on the road to do a spot interview with Kyle Busch and Travis Pastrana at Nitro Rallycross event at the Wild Horse Pass. The World of Outlaw Championship Series begins this week, and we crown champions in the Delara IRO1 Championships and the World Rallycross Championships. All that plus new hardware and what's coming up for Black Friday. And remember, you can follow along with us on your PC or mobile device in real time as you listen to the show and see for yourself all the great topics and products we'll discuss by visiting iRacersLounge.com and selecting show notes. So we hope to see you there. Sim Coaches offers a realistic sim racing equipment you need to win more races online. It is designed for real racers. Hydraulic construction makes them feel just like the real thing, High-quality construction, 100% leak-proof, and lifetime warranty are the key features with these pedals. And they look absolutely amazing. Check out SimCoaches.com and use the coupon code iRacersLounge to get 5% off your purchase. SimCoaches.com, your ticket to feel like you're actually sitting behind the wheel of a car. Drive harder and stay on that limit longer. Mike, we're going to kick off topics, starting off with listening to a couple of your interviews, right? Yeah, I had a unique opportunity this weekend. My son got us tickets to go to the Nitro Rallycross, which is an event put on by Travis Pastrana and his uh, Nitro Circus team. And uh, it was fun. I'm glad that we went. Uh, I skipped NASCAR Championship Week and decided to do Nitro uh, Rallycross instead. I'm glad I did. It was a great event. We had a great time. Uh, I got to, uh, on the way out there, I'm like, well, it would be great if I got some interviews for the show. And my my son was laughing at me a little bit like, yeah, right, like that's going to happen. And it did. I actually ran into both Travis uh, Pastrana and Kyle Busch. So let's hear those now. You got it. Thanks. I'm with the iRacers Lounge podcast. Can you tell me about your Monday night race real quick? Uh, yeah, it's just kind of fun to uh, to do that, you know, having a good time with some of the guys and being able to just go to different kind of forms of racing, different tracks on the Monday night racing experience and uh, having fun. Yeah, we look forward to watching you race on Mondays. Uh, looking forward to tomorrow? Yeah, hopefully so. You know, I, mean, I haven't run anything. I have no, no idea practice. what we're running. Yeah, so uh, it's going to be uh, cold turkey. Okay, we'll see you on the track. Thanks you about the Mount Washington. So you were involved in development of that. Can you tell me, you know, what you did? 
Uh, no, it's just, I mean, the guys at iRacing have it pretty well dialed, but it was just such a huge advantage for me to go up there and um, get a little bit of practice all before the, the race. Before the race. So, yeah. They're like, it'll be ready on Thursday. I'm like, how about this? I'll come to you. Where's they're like the trees aren't in the right spots. I'm like, don't worry about it. Let's let's go race this hill. So, so the car that they scanned is it the same car you're driving today? Um, the car they scanned is the car that I'm driving today. It wasn't the Jim Connor car, but yes, it's uh, it, was, it was pretty accurate. All My right. times are pretty close. My times are 5:40, but I can't beat you. Well, hey, thanks a lot, sir. Thank you. Well, how exciting was that to to listen to or get to visit with uh, Kyle and Travis there? Well, I got to say, I wasn't prepared. I was recording with my iPhone voice recorder. I didn't really have questions ready. I, these just came off the tip of my tongue. And it was more of a autograph, uh, impromptu autograph thing where the driver just kind of walked up, was going to sign a few autographs and walk away. So I didn't want to take a lot of their time. So uh, I, I basically asked each of them two questions only. Uh, and, and kind of kept it simple uh, in, in respect to the other people around and the, the circumstances. I certainly wish I had more time to, to delve into it, but uh, it was pretty darn cool. It was pretty neat, and they did actually, you know, they legitimately answered the questions as you asked them. Travis particularly gave some really nice feedback about about the, the mountain climb. Well, that's something I learned out there. Um, they had the Mount Washington record car, uh, from this year, they have a sticker on the side of it with, you know, he, he put the, the time, he wrote the time on the sticker, uh, the lap time and, uh, the date and that kind of thing. And anyway, that particular car is different than the car they were racing at wild horse pass. It's different than the car we have in iRacing. It's got all these trick downforce stuff on it. Um, it's got extra stuff that the other car didn't have that gives it more downforce. And talking with the guy at the Subaru uh, booth that was there, uh, additional four or 500 horsepower as well. I don't remember exactly how much, but it was somewhere around four or 500 more horsepower in that one particular car than the car that they were racing, you know, at Wild Horse Pass. And so it is a different car. And I didn't think I really realized that, but that could explain why he gets a faster record time than what we can pull in the, in the rally cross car that we have. Well, they're not, they're not allowed to, there would be rules obviously to race in those paths, those, those things. And then the rally series there'd be rules. I don't think there's very many sanctioning rules for a hill climb. It just goes, they just, whatever the car power their car has goes into a category. Yeah. And it had, like I said, all this trick downforce stuff where little diffusers on the, and like the whole back of the car, there's a big hole in it. It's all arrow and there's so much arrow going on and you wouldn't think it, but there is. Well, we like to make, go, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, as far as Kyle Bush goes, We'll talk about that later in the show when we talk about the Monday Night uh, Racing League. Uh, but it was fun to talk to him, and uh, it ended up being a good week for him. Yeah, the next thing we have, uh, if you're looking to hear us butcher more track names, uh, you may get your wish. Because uh, there are rumors that iRacing is looking at some tracks in Norway. I'll try to uh, take a stab at them. Valor Bannon, Rudd Skagen. All right, we need our Viking brothers to call in and let us know how bad that was. And uh, this track, this picture does look kind of neat, though. 
that that big carousel followed by an, a, a sharp turn, depending on which direction the track goes. That's that's pretty neat. Yeah, and the rumor on the website boxthislap.org specifically says uh, in the new iRacing season one 2022 to, uh, excuse me season one 2022 season. So that's the one that's coming up here in uh, early December, right? Yeah, there's we're in week ten, I think, of of season four. Right. So they're basically saying to expect it here uh, in a few weeks. Well, Greg, it's I, a closed track. Uh, how would you describe the track, David? Lots of sweeping turns. Well, I had, I did not look at the the uh, overall map of it, but the picture that I have in the top. Uh, it's got this huge carousel followed by a, a sharp 90 degree turn. Um, so that's going to be very technical. That picture that they're showing when you just click on the first link there, I think it's got a go-kart track beside it. Does it not look like a smaller go-kart car beside it? Yeah, maybe that is a separate piece that's not part of the main track. That makes sense. You say go-kart track? Get your passport and go to Norway, I was, dude. I was going to say, Adam, you definitely. Adam, you need to come down to St. Louis next next year, and uh, and there's a nice go-kart track there. We can race for reels. Okay. I'm going to if, losing weight, so we'll see. I wonder if Adam can uh, start 15th and uh, or start or go from 15th to 1st in that. Which brings us into our next topic here. Um, on the IRS, iRacers, uh, iRacing official uh Instagram page, uh, there's a video posted of DJ McCabe who went uh, from 15th to 1st to Talladega. And I was like, oh, this is going to be one of those videos that's, you know, about, uh, you know, passing and doing a whole bunch of stuff. And it ends up being, yeah, he's passing, but he's passing because everybody's wrecking in front of him. And he just seems to be the one car that um, stays out of the way of everybody wrecking and, you know, goes on to take the win, it looks like. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty epic. I mean, to have the C's part like that multiple times from turn three on, uh, you don't get very lucky like that all the time. It was really the combination of two different scenarios and two different instances. Uh, you missed the first big one. There were still you know, five or six cars coming to the line, and then they wrecked, and he missed that one too. So it was like double jeopardy he missed. Well, and he, he saw the first wreck and he did, the, you know, obviously he went to the inside and he's now below, I guess we'd call it the w little, double yellow line, but, you know, he's now down there. And once he's down there, he basically wants to stay down there for the rest of it. Yeah, well, you'll take those when you get them because for every one of those, there's five or six or, or 20 times that you do get caught up in it. I'm usually part of the 20 times that I get part of that. That's, that does not happen for me luck-wise. I'd like to introduce this one, David. The Sarah Fall Brawl. When I think of that, I think of what we've experienced in the Winter League, which is a deep, deep field of really, really good drivers. And Sarah has been around forever. So, and our very own Adam Jocelyn is involved in the in the Sarah Fall Brawl. So, Adam, why don't you tell us all about it? Yeah. So I've run this. I've tried to make this race three times and the first two times I wasn't, didn't have quite the car and somehow I got in and, um, this time I qualified 29th out of 50 cars. And what happens is the top 10 get locked in and everybody else comes back the next night. 
for the heat races. And there's three heat races with like 15 cars. And the top four from each heat race make it into the feature. And the rest go to a LCQ race with the top three make it. Well, last year I had to go to the LCQ race. I, um, I, I listened to a podcast this week about a super late model race. And my buddy Scott, he said, yeah, it's great to get, make the race, but you also want to start as high as possible. So my my, I had the feeling I was going to probably get in. It took some luck last night, but I um, I was actually racing for the lead at one point in this heat race and got stuffed in the wall. But yeah, I finished third and racing in probably the biggest super late model race. One of them tomorrow night, tonight, actually. Yeah, and uh, can, you know, good luck. Um, this is... T- tell us about some of the drivers in there. I mean, not only are they high I rating, but these are the who's who of super late models, right? Yeah, it's the top of the top of the food chain of short track racing on the sim. Um, Fifty cars qualified, and they're almost with all in two tenths of each other. I mean, you guys saw the times; I mean, it was down to thousands of a second between each car. Um, I don't know if I'm going to win, but probably shoot for a top ten. Just try and stay on the lead lap the first half of the race and. Let some cars get a lap down and play some pit strategy. And um, I finally won my last, my first Sarah race in three years last week. So it's pretty good momentum going into this. It is. Uh, that win last week, uh, congratulations on that. That alone is a huge accomplishment. Making this race is also an accomplishment because there's so many people trying to get in it. Yeah, hopefully try and do it again next year too. Uh, maybe get you guys involved with it. It's hard, but it's fun. Uh, I wouldn't say it's fun. Wednesday night isn't fun. Thursday night's the fun night. They get us no. lined up on the front stretch and take a picture and all that. So this is five flags, super late, right? Correct. And last year it was at North Wilkesboro for a throwback race, but every every year before that it's been at five flags. And five flags is not an easy track. It's really, really finicky with the setup. Now, remember, there's an official version of this, an official going on, that's mirroring the NIS open time slots. And so if you're available, you should try to run the official uh, version of it, too. Yeah, is there an uh, open one on Sunday? If there is, I'll run it. It's during the normal NIS open time. So, yeah, there is. I'm game to run that on Sunday morning. But, yeah, hopefully we're going to go get turn some more laps here and boogie out of here and be on the show next week, guys. Yeah, come tell us uh, about your win. <laughs> <laughs> we hope. Thanks, guys. Yeah, good luck. Uh, we'll be rooting. Let's uh, switch gears to World of Outlaws. We the NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Championship Series. Uh, let's go through uh, vo- uh, this round. The heat race winners were top qualifier Blake Matulis, Kendall Tucker, Alex Bergeron, and Cameron Merriman. Heat three shakeup last year's series runner-up. Hayden Cardwell crashes on the first lap and is relegated to the C main. Yeah, Mike, and that wasn't it. His his luck didn't end there because in the C main he got into another lap one incident, and uh, he didn't recover from that to make the main event. So Hayden Carwell, uh, last last year's uh, series runner-up, did not get any points in that race last night. Another driver not getting any races was J.D. Hollywood Brown, uh, which is a cool nickname, and uh, he's another series contender, and he suffered a connection drop and missed the race too. So he's out of the points for this race for this week as well. Series announcer and former show guest Chase Rodman confirmed the scanning of Port Royal Speedway. 
they interviewed Brian Carter, the CEO of World Racing Group, the premier sanctioning body for in the feature event dirt track racing in the United States and Canada. Yeah, so that took us to the feature race, and it was dominated by Blake Majulis, who went wire to wire. He led all 35 laps to take that win. Um, Alex Bergeron started in third, made his way to second, and did press him for a while, but uh, he finished second, and Cameron Merriman the third. Um, now, Alex Bergeron, he... Uh, he was catching him running the high line, which was the fast line. But every time he tried to dive under to get past uh, Blake Majulis, he just could not complete the pass. There wasn't enough grip on the bottom. So he wound up uh, just lining up right behind him. The slide job didn't work. And Blake Majulis blocked the slide line on the last couple of laps to keep him from really throwing a Hail Mary in there. So Blake Majulis, he's actually a former uh, World of Outlaws late model champion. But in the sprint cars, this is actually his rookie season. He's never been in the sprint car championship. So he claims a stake to uh, dethrone Alex Bergeron for the championship uh, already in, for, in uh, week one and man what a way to start your career in the sprint car world championships you win pole you win your heat and you win the feature so he's uh, basically has not been beat, bested at all uh in this uh in the first round of the uh of the sprint car championships so uh next week uh we go short track racing to uh kokomo i think it was and uh we'll keep it posted and see how things shake out there yeah i cut the very end uh some of the action going on there. It was, it was fun. And Alex Bergeron, man, he was trying hard, hard. You could tell. Yeah. Uh, it was a fun race to watch because, uh, man, the cushion got right up against the wall. Um, people were just riding as high as they could. Uh, there were a couple of uh, yellow flags that came out when people actually, uh, overshot the cushion and wound up wrecking in the, into the, uh, into the guardrail. So, um, it was a thin line between uh, fast and crashing, and uh, most of the guys made it through. But, but um, that uh, the bottom line just could not keep up so much. So, uh, it, yeah, it, it 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 was different earlier in the race in the heat races. The bottom line, you could you could make passes and you could you could throw it in there and and get it to stick. But um, as the track kind of kind of hardened up and and uh, got washed out that line bottom line just was not there. Volusia is a really fun track. If you guys haven't raced it before, um, the two turns are kind of different because, uh, the front straightaway is, is straight and the back backside of the track is like one long curve. So, uh, it's kind of fun. You can really, uh, get up against that outside wall and, and dive it in. And, uh, Volusia is like one of the more fun tracks, I think. Well, as we continue talking about, uh, I racing, Re- results the monday like uh, the monday night league racing fired up uh, again and uh, this time it was kyle bush who took the win in his rowdy energy monday night racing league or i guess that is that the title of the sponsor am i reading that for the for the series yeah either title okay. sponsor of the league okay so that that's good his his uh he's uh sponsoring it and winning in it he won at michigan and um the reason he won is because he uh, answered some questions for Mike. Isn't that ironic? You know, get entered. So I interviewed Travis, and then he won the the rally cross race at Wild Horse Pass. And then I interviewed Kyle Bush, and then he won the Monday Night League race the very next day. So there's got to be something to it, you know. 
Yeah, we're going to see some more uh, iRacing podcast links to winners coming up later in the show. So, so stick around and you can hear how coming on our show might just get you some victories. I, I think the drivers, you need to email me and, you know, let's let's get you on and uh, get you some of that luck going. But, yeah, Kyle schooled them. I mean, this was a great race to watch. I, I can't tell you how entertained I am by Monday Night Racing. I mean, it's like watching NASCAR. It's it's uh, the announcing is great. Um, lots of good storylines, lots of great drivers. Um, they had, you know, Daryl Waltrip and and Gil Martin on as an, a guest announcers, you know, Gil Martin is a old crew chief from the past. I think he used to be Clint Boyer's crew chief back in the day, but he's the dad of Ford Martin. Who's the guy who runs the league and drives in the league, but he, they're related son and father. And so it was interesting, uh, you know, to have that dynamic and uh, to have dad, you know, calling the race. And, and so it was fun. I was very entertained and, uh, it was fun to watch, you know, Kyle Bush and root, root him onto the win. Uh, after I knew Travis won after I interviewed him. So I was really counting on Kyle to come through and he did. The other good news I want to mention for Kyle is Samantha and him announced they're having a baby girl. It's official and, uh, and can't be more happy for them. So, uh, in the pre-race show, wasn't, uh, Larry McReynolds and, uh, Daryl Waltrip was in there, right? Oh yeah. They always have Larry come on and do, uh, you know, keys to the race kind of thing. And, and I think they do it right from the studio and everything. That, that's what I mean. It's it's like watching NASCAR. And then, I don't know, anytime, I mean, Daryl Waltrip could read the, the phone book and I'd probably be entertained. Um, but, you know, he, he can, he just has all this experience and, and the things that he says about what the, what's going on on track are, are spot on and, and relevant. And uh, yeah, I, it was, it's great racing. I definitely uh, recommend everyone to watch it. I, I, I don't recommend Daryl Waltrip uh, with his accuracy and names reading the uh, phone book. He, he'd do about as good as us. I, I was going to say, I mean, we, we any of us wouldn't be any better, but <laughs> there's some there's some names he would probably get just blunder just as bad as we do. And and this uh, James Pike, man, what a what a dream job. I mean, the, this guy has announcing this race. He's working hand in hand with. DW and, and Larry and, and Gil Martin and all these celebrities from Fox sports. And, uh, it must be just amazing to, to call a race with these, these legends. And I, uh, actually saw that, uh, last week, Kyle Bush finished second, um, at their race. I think it was at Texas. Um, that was a really good finish to that, to the end of that race too. They have some crazy combination. I think the next one is, uh, Daytona road with Mazda cup. That's cool. I like it's fun to fun to think of those high profile, like real, really uh, highly experienced racers going back to like a rookie class car, basically. How do do we get the pod father in that for uh, since he loves the uh, Mazdas? We got to get him in that type of race. I do. Okay. That's what I'm saying. We got to get you into some of those races. So, we, you know, celebrity podcaster. Well, they were talking about the league that David was mentioning, which is the feeder league uh, to Monday night racing, where you can like the win, you win in there and then you get promoted to the big league. Does that need fuel strategy in that league 
or or pit strategy. Oh. <laughs> well, another strategy that we all employ every year is to uh, save money on our subscription for iRacing. So uh, the big Black Friday sale is on, and uh, this is probably what the second week we've talked about this. So it's fifty percent off uh, for new members, and it's twenty five percent off for uh, re- renewals or reactivations. Uh, for 12 or 24 months so this is a great uh, a great thing to get um you know and it goes on to i think what was it, december 5th or 3rd i can't remember what the date was but uh it's uh, a great deal yeah get it while the getting is good guys or you're gonna pay full price next up is uh i forget who sent me this and i do apologize about that if it's you but uh the esports weekly has been uh, released, the first uh, edition. It's an online newspaper-style weekly periodical developed by Jay Scalise and partner Braden Goddard for an added level of immersion for the iRacing enthusiast. And this is, uh, you, you click on it and it opens up, you know, on your website, on your webpage browser, is one of those magazine things where you have a, it looks like a magazine and you flip the page and you can go left or right. And it looks, you know, you can see the crease, you know, uh, where the page flips. So it looks like a magazine and you can zoom in on it and read the article and so forth. Uh, the articles are basically uh, covering about, I don't know, he's got six or eight different leagues in here and he's covering uh, the races that happened in those leagues, who the winner was, what the lineup was, what happened, what was the finishing results, that kind of stuff. Uh, text with a picture, usually there's one or two pictures, uh, but it's just your you know typical sports page kind of thing. I like this old stuff. I mean, uh, what do you think, Brian? I, I really liked it. I looked through it today, and you're right. It, it works like a uh, whatever program they're using works like a, a, a reader, you know, like a Kindle or iBooks or something like that. So you you just flip along the pages. Like all the stories are noted by you know by the author, just like you would see in the columns of a, a sports page. Um, the the uh, the the way they write it is 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 very matter of fact style just like it would be you know they don't add commentary or opinions or anything like that so it's i mean it's it's hard not to compare this to your typical sports page type of uh publication that you would get um either at a racetrack you know sometimes you go to a racetrack and they hand these things out um or or you know what used to be newspapers that, that everybody got yeah that's a kind of a dying industry and you know hardly anybody gets them anymore but it's cool to have this throwback immersion type of feel that that they put out in this uh in this website this is an absolutely needed kind of resource too i mean i would use it for the show if i had a a link i could bring up once a week and get some results you know that are consistent and and accurate you know we'd probably talk about them a little bit on the show so i'm going to be watching this closely uh you can find i think the best way to follow it is on facebook search esports weekly and like their page so to speak and then you'll get notified when uh, when they put up uh and uh, you know a, a magazine and from what they say it's going to be weekly so some good uh good thinking in the bathroom and good reading in the bathroom on your kindle 
and if I was a league owner, you know, I'd be wanting to contact these guys and get in my league into their magazine. You know, let's let's promote. You know, let's get a bunch of leagues on this and. Uh, let's make it into a real resource that, you know, iRacers want to, you know, check out. Yeah. It, it would be really cool to see your name in this, you know, in this, in these articles, cause it, it's like finding your name in the newspaper. It, it'd be really cool. Um, so yeah, I, I would think they, they already do in this first edition, they do recap some league races and, uh, it's really well done. So yeah, I think you're right. If, if I was, if I was, uh, running a league i would probably contact these guys and see if they can uh, cover my uh, results what else is pretty cool brian okay this is really cool um this was in the forums uh, it was posted by uh robin trusswell and he put together forum posts with a brief history of iRacing including the first known iRacing review video on the inside sim racing uh it's it, uh it was hosted by um Sean Cole, who you know now, and we've we've used his videos on here. Uh, he's the now uh, runs the Sim Pit, so the YouTube channel, the Sim Pit. Um, so it goes over the uh, you know all the major um, milestones in the iRacing history. Um, it, it's got a, a picture of the first uh, victories of you know first open victory anybody ever uh, ever anybody ever. Uh, one in the skip barber um but i want to go back to the uh, video because i thought that was just fascinating so this is this was done by uh the inside sim racing uh channel and you know it's a video channel and and the video is linked in this page and sean cole's in there and i was so surprised to see sean cole you know because this is you know, this is probably 15 years ago that this video was put out, and he, he does he uses the same basic format for he do, for reviews that he does now, basically, except this is a review of iRacing. So he goes step by step over iRacing. You know what it's all about. It's so cool to see this from the perspective of somebody who's who's just just reviewing it for the first time, and it, it's very nostalgic. Uh, some of the things that were on there that I thought were really cool was. Uh, I I didn't remember that you used to qualify in a separate session than your race. Yeah, that was that was that was there. That was where you would have you could qualify every fifteen minutes. I think it was. Yeah, it would, I remember it would, that. Whatever, whatever, and you could better your qualifying time all season so that so if you had a really good qual, you would just stop qualifying and it would count every race that you went into. But then if you qualified. Mm-hmm. It would last for the week. Yeah, that's right, what I'm right. saying. It's last for that whole week. But you know, if you for had a track. really good qual, then you're automatically like, you know, if you had a, if you're really really fast, you could be up front every time and only qualify once. It's not like now where you have to qualify every time you get into a session, right? Yeah, you would go in and there would be a five minute warm up with no qual session, and yeah, you could you could go ahead and you just set it for whatever you wanted, um, and it, it's like the Indy 500 still works. If you, when you, when you qualify for those, that's a separate qualifying session. So, yeah, so that's really cool. I I forgot that was a thing. So, um, another thing that he's, he mentioned that, you know, that saves all of your racing history. You can go back and recap all your races. And then he mentioned that you can recap, you know, other drivers or or the top of the uh, charts. 
So he, while he was on there, I screenshotted this. He, uh, he looked up the top racers from the Skip, Bar- Skip Barber Racing Series. It was from 2008, the Summer Series, and uh, Gregor Hutu, who we talked about a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know how dominant he was in uh, in uh, over in open wheel racing. He was at the top of the leaderboard. And check out these stats he had: six wins, six starts, six top fives, six poles. Laps led 127. Laps laps completed 127. So he's run six races. He led every single lap and won every single pole for all six races. So uh, yeah, that's he was pretty dominant back in the day. Uh, I'd say. Holy cow! That the the video I didn't see that before you mentioned it. And the other thing on the video that's interesting is looking at what iRacing looked like that back then. I mean, it's got a different look to it for sure, graphically, you know. Does it does it not bring back memories though, Mike? Like I know you and I have been around for a long time on the sim. Like I remember when there was when the list of cars was like, you know, I think twelve was when when I came in. And there was only like twelve cars in the sim, and and every time they'd add one, it was like the biggest the biggest thing, and and that would be like every like one car a year they would add almost like the way that it was going at one point and it just just looking at some of these pictures i'm like we raced on that and now what it's like it's like it's awesome yeah because so, uh in the video he does a uh he does some hot laps in the legends uh coupe at uh lanier and that's where i started so as he's watching this uh that's what i was just thinking about you know, it was been over 10 years since I first started iRacing too. And, uh, that's where I started. And it just brought back a lot of nostalgia watching him turn laps in that car, even though I, even though you can go back to it, uh, at any time still, it's still neat to see it from fresh eyes that he had back in 2008 when he did this video. So how much does iRacing cost a month? If you just pay for it monthly, I don't even know. Uh, um, it's like uh, under nine dollars a month if you get a discounted rate, right? Well, if you think about it, like what I'm, I'm guessing what Mike's thinking that is that imagine back when you're first starting, then the sim was starting up. It's like, was it, um, you know, do I want to invest for a full year or do I want to do month by month because I don't know how well it's going to be, right? Well, what yeah. I ask is there's a screenshot in the video that shows the pricing. One month membership, twenty a month. Yeah, it's not. It's not anywhere near that price now. It's that. It's lower than that, I believe. A lot lower. And then, if you did twelve month membership, thirteen a month. And not to mention, it, you get a bunch of iRacing credits too, didn't you? In the one month thing. Right. It says you get uh, sixty dollars credit for future use with the twelve months at thirteen a month. So that's to buy the tracks and cars and and hosted events and that kind of thing. Did they even, have, I can't remember. Did they, they would have hosted right off the bat or was hosted something that was added later on. I can't remember. Probably added later, I would guess, but. I'm trying to remember how that went in. What's interesting on, so the left side, it shows the price. On the right side, it says, all memberships include the Legends Coupe and the Pontiac Solstice. That's it, two cars. The tracks, Lanier, Lime Rock, Oxford, Summit Point, South Boston, Lowe's Motor Speedway, Mazda Raceway, Laguna Seca. That's it. So seven tracks, two cars. I remember when I first started, not every NASCAR track was done. 
it took them uh i think into the cot area era they were still doing cars you mean tracks they were still doing tracks. Sorry, tracks sorry yeah thanks brian yeah yeah that's, i think you're right um it, it was it was a it was a good good amount of years before they had all the nascar tracks um but uh yeah i highly recommend if you have any any uh any interest in seeing some of the early days of uh of iRacing, definitely go check this out. Go on our webpage, iRacersLounge.com, and uh, go to the link. It'll take you right there, and you can watch that video that's in the forum link, and it's it's just a blast. So back to the thread on the forums. Fantastic history by year of iRacing. And I, I can't commend that guy who wrote that enough. But if you scroll down on the thread, you'll find a post by uh, staff member Nicholas Bailey talking specifically about the traffic on the website uh, during the COVID stuff. And then he put up a graph of signups per hour. He said, here you can see the pre-pandemic signup level and then things ramp up a bit as things shut down. And finally, on the 22nd, things really took off with another big spike on the 29th and we were on TV a second or third time. It continued like this for several months with spikes during the broadcast. Um, and it's it's a graph that shows the number of signups per hour. Uh, and it, it's kind of interesting to see how it exploded, um, you know, when NASCAR got involved uh, during the COVID thing. And then the other graph he shows is the website uh, traffic and um, they show and they mark, you know, which ones were, were big jumps in, uh, in views on the website. And the big jumps were when there were iRacing commercials or possibly just commercial breaks. And they're referring to the March 22nd, uh, 2019 broadcast. And then the other jump was when Lando Norris was streaming iRacing after the virtual Grand Prix. This is an awesome article, uh, or the whole thing going over here. Uh, Robin Trustwell did a great job here. Well, moving on to the next topic, we have the RX or Rallycross World Championship finale. Starting off with the winner of the race, uh, our frequent guest and friend of the show, Vicente Salas. He won his first Rallycross World Championship right after coming on the show. He won the race. Uh, I'm sorry, I said it backwards. He went, yeah, it says champion. Oh, well, did I not say race? You didn't I say the word the race. race you just said champion. I did not say the yeah. word race. I am bad at reading. Uh, he won his first race in the series finale at Charlotte, while John Robertson also takes the championship. So get interviewed on the iRacers Lounge podcast and then win, right? Seems to be a running theme this week. How do we get this? If this is how it is, David, me and you need to get interviewed by Mike here so that we can have some good uh, luck for tomorrow night. We got to get me out of this slump first. (laughs) (laughs) Man, it continues. All right. Do you guys, anybody hear that? I need a new partner for the race tomorrow night. (laughs) Bye. Okay, bye. I went on the aftermath as a guest and. I wrecked out three times, two steering wheels, and uh, and uh, something else. Uh, my my uh, headset went out, I think. And that was all just wow. in the interview, right? <laughs> yes. 
Uh, I, I missed the most recent race. Unfortunately, I had some training at work and wasn't able to kind of peruse this um, while working. But it's been a fun championship. Uh, you know, John Robertson wins a championship, uh, 10 grand prize. Uh, and it's pretty cool that iRacing, you know, put this up, you know, basically without a sponsor from what I can tell. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that they're continuing on, you know, having – uh, championships in each discipline, and that's uh, pretty cool. I don't think they want to, you know, they don't want this to die on iRacing. They want this series to be viable. So, you know, at some point, you got to put some money into invest, invest in it and um, see what comes of it. Maybe it catches on a little bit further down the road. Maybe some of these time attack tracks that they're doing is going to help drive some of this stuff too, right? Yeah, um, so congratulations to John Robertson taking that title. Um, he is uh, he's from Apex Racing. We're going to hear a lot more about Apex Racing in the show, so uh, stick around for some more information about that that group. Uh, it's pretty impressive. Who wants well, a Sammy? Oops, sorry, David. Uh, no, go ahead. I, I thought that was you that was getting up. I got my pictures mixed up on, on the uh, screen because Mike just I'm popped up and stepped away. Um so who deserves a Sammy? So I guess uh, you can vote right now for the VCO Sammy Awards for 20, uh, 2021. Um, so it's the year's best esports sim racers, uh, as well as sim sport or in others as well. You just dropped out. You got you just dropped out. You got me. Yep. Sorry about that. Uh, try this again. So the tw- uh, the VCO Sammy Awards for twenty twenty one year's best sim uh, esports esports sim racing as well as sim sport other sim sports categories uh you can vote on um so you they posted this on their twitter page on the vco sammy awards uh the voting phase is on uh tell us who deserves a sammy by you have till november 30th um to get uh the awards uh, stuff in here um just trying to bring it up here to see some of the categories uh so they got best esports racer uh, Brian, did you you said you went through this? Do you remember some of them? I'm just trying to get because it's only showing one at a time. Yeah, there's like a best best team. There's a, a best announcers. I remember that one being in there. Uh, I think it was best uh, broadcasts. Um, so there was a, quite a few different categories in there. Um, and um, sorry, I'm, I don't mean to correct you, Greg, but the Sammies are for the best Sammy Davis Jr. person. These are for the Simmies, the best sim racing drivers. Oh, did I screw that up? My bad. I'm, I was You've team Levis. That Sammies. was my bad. <laughs> Simmies. <laughs> that was my bad. Thanks, Brian. I'm I'm seeing things today. Yeah, so this – and uh, I, I did go through these. Um, they are very heavily weighted on the roadside. And uh, I believe, uh, Mike, you had something to add to that because uh, you got some information earlier the, today about this. Yeah, I was watching Twitter. I don't know if it was today or last night, but Evan Pasoko, our friend, he uh, tweeted out, man, there's nothing in here about ovals or, or me. I'm not nominated as a broadcaster. And uh, felt a little bit slighted, and I don't blame him. Uh, Steve Myers actually responded to that tweet and said, yeah, I don't recognize these if they don't have any North American Oval stuff in here. So uh, later today, uh, earlier today, um, VCO tweeted out that they've added a new question for best Oval driver. So I haven't gone into the questionnaire yet to see uh, what that is, but uh, apparently... 
they heard the noise and are adjusting. They, uh, I'm just trying to, I went through it. They didn't, from what I just clicked here, it hasn't been updated. I don't believe here, hold on. Yeah, there hasn't been, they have, the oval one's not showing up or whatever. The, the other problem with that is, okay, just add that, but they have a category in here, best car, best teams. Like there's some oval sides that are not getting any love at all. Is there any dirt racing sides? There's a bunch of stuff that would have been missed. Yeah, I don't know how much weight, like Steve was saying, I don't know how much weight I take into this. I mean, because like you said, there's so much, you know, missing, you know, um, and, and, and there's, it's such a broad field that we're trying to award. I mean, if you look at sim racing in general, I mean, and that's what they're looking at. They're not just looking at iRacing. But you'll see that the nominees are, are spread across multiple sims and genres. You know what the interesting thing would be here is if iRacing took a lead with somebody and and had the iRacing awards. Because then you could they could go through a whole bunch of stuff. Because even if you look at some of the stuff on here, it's it's more European um based right and i know the vco stuff is a european um is more european uh focused but most of the stuff even the influencers are the european influencers there's nothing like north america this side of the world and i don't want to be that you know trying to fight each side here but it's just this one maybe it just is more of a european esports e type of thing that they're trying to focus on whereas maybe iRacing should make up their own and and have an awards uh, award something for sim racing, just iRacing based. So I found a tweet and it said, we decided to make amends. We will add a new category on Monday called best oval racer of the year. Nominations are now open. Please reply to this tweet and nominate the driver who deserves it the most. <laughs> Is it going to be Mitchell DeJong? <laughs> So some of the names so I see be a are that's a sim, it's an oval racer. That's Mr. Dejam and uh... <laughs> Jimmy Bolas, Michael Cozy Jr., uh, Keegan Lee. Uh, let's see who else do I see in here? Should Ashton Crowley, Mitchell DeYoung. Lots of people <laughs> saying Michael Cozy Jr. He's the guy who won the Firecracker Four Hundred. Uh, he run he he won in the Road to Pro Phoenix race. Uh, he's in the Pro uh, series as well. You just just saying something there. The 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 firecracker race. What's the um, Parker Kligerman and uh, um, what's his name's uh, their with their esports stuff? Eraser GG. They would be perfect to create a, a award show with the way they do their presentations, don't you think? Could you imagine them all dressed up, kind of giving away awards for e-racing? Tuxedo. Yeah. I think you're on to something. Hey, we're media as well. I've got a tux. Ooh. I know how to spell tux. As long as it's not a Wait. Sammy Simmy. We have a loungy. You have to, you have to <laughs> loungy. You have to own one if you're in a symphony. So yeah. The loungies. Uh, that sounds like the. Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> we should. That, sound, we that should sounds like it. we shouldn't be in a tux. That that would be a different clothing item. That would take a lot of work to put that together. Bath bathrobes. 
All right. So we had a release this week. Um, I went through the uh, release notes here. I wasn't impressed. <laughs> it's one of those releases where it really, you know, they didn't really do a lot that's really customer facing, I guess. It's basically a patch. It's a patch. It's just fixing this minor stuff, very minor. Uh, and the next, like, we got to be figuring out coming up to the next build. That's the big, this, usually the season, the end of year build is always a huge one. And we haven't heard much yet coming up, right? So oh, these have that rumor. Yeah, but we have little patches here um, right now. But, you know, we haven't heard a lot on some of the other stuff for the sim racing. And it's got to, and whatever they do for the patch for the next, or the big update for next seasons, you know, starts off next year, right? So it's got to go on for, they got to get stuff out that's for a lot of the, um, the Coke series stuff. They got to get the right stuff out for the cars. They got to get that out before those seasons start. It's pretty good, pretty safe guess to say that a open will switch to the new car. Uh, rain, 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 anybody who cares huh. if, they, if they're going to switch to the open, they got to make sure they know what package they're putting in that car before they give it to us fully. Yeah. But if they don't have that switched over, that means they a open will still be running the gen six when NIS starts. We got another uh, series to talk about, Brian. Yeah. So, uh, the uh, eNASCAR Contender Series, the Pro Series, continues. Uh, this week's winner, Donovan Strauss. So he takes the checkered flag at the Contender, Contender Series at the Auto Club Speedway. Um, we also, uh, Blake Reynolds finished second, and Femi Olat finished third. So uh, Alan Bose was fourth, and Garrett Lowe was fifth. A lot of names that uh, have, been, uh, have been in the big series uh, filling up the top five there. Bonus points for getting Barney in the uh, screenshot. Yeah, I watched this race on Tuesday night. It was entertaining as well. Um, interested to see, you know, who is doing well and who's not doing well. Like, I'm almost more enter entertained by looking at the who's running 30th to 40th. Um, and because, you know, desperation sinks in at some point, you know. The other thing that was notable, remember last week we talked about a guy who quit professional sim racing literally in the middle of the race. He parked it and finished 40th and put on social media. He was retiring. Well, guess what? He was in the race again this week. So he's doing the uh, just psych, fake, fake out, fake everybody out. Mark Martin. <laughs> I think it, I, there was another post by, um, by that guy. Brian Schoenberg that basically said, you know, he was going to keep racing the, the series throughout, you know, to finish out the year, you know, because he's got a team, you know, and, and there's other people on the team and, and he's not just going to quit in the middle of it kind of thing is kind of the way I read it. Do you think it would have been better served for him to not go about it the way he did? If you're going to retire anything, right. <laughs> Just wait till like say your last race or two races to go, and say something about it. And don't you know what did he he left the race and then all of a sudden posted a couple of late, minutes later on social media. It just kind of it defeats the purpose. So it looks like there's uh, four races left in that series. I tried for the past five minutes to find the standings, and I cannot find standings for this. Uh, it may actually be under leagues instead of official. 
some of the some of the uh, some of the premier series are saved as a league rather than official racing. But speaking of official racing, the we had recently had the ten hours of Suzuka, and Rob Kraus has posted a series of statistics that you can check out for the special event. Uh, a lot of it you just just see the same average uh, distribution of I rating, how many championships points were paid in each split. You can see some divisions by uh, clubs. There's some some interesting dot graphs with uh, like finishing positions, and I don't know what Grand Colem means, but do either, either of y'all know what that is? What are you looking at? Grand Chalems or oh, okay, that's pole position, one race, fastest lap, and led every lap. And there were apparently four in in the uh, in the series, or that basically they just completely dominated the whole race. Um, the uh, splits I didn't really take a look at. the The club, the most re- represented club, was still USA with with the uh, Netherlands and and isn't isn't that D E A T and C H? Isn't that doesn't that include the Netherlands? Like Dutch, Germany too, isn't it? I thought it was yeah. that stuff. And then UK was the third big representation, and then uh, Iberia and Aussie bringing up the other clubs. Cleanest teams: Donkey Bop Racing zero zero three with zero point zero zero one incidents a quarter over two hundred and eighty four laps. So that may have, they may have had one that off track, I guess. Otherwise, it would have been zero completely, huh? Cleanest racer, not cleanest name. And that brings us to a new uh, iRacing Top 10 highlight, Greg. Yeah, so we had, didn't we, we didn't have top 10s last week. We had, it was not so top 10 last week, right? Not, yeah, we had nots last week. So this week's um, is up. There's a, there's a couple, uh, you know, five wide at the beginning at Dover and the Skippies. I've, I've never thought about running the skippies at dover but that looks like it'll be a fun track for those cars on it um definitely uh maybe something to try someday for us when we do a, a host today i think that i i saw that uh and that's number 10 in the countdown i saw that and i was like that looks fun because the skippies i i never see them on oval tracks hardly ever except for like maybe like week 13 type of stuff but this was a this was a serious pack of race cars um I don't think they they probably draft up well enough that you can't pull away. You're almost full throttle, um, even at Dover. But it looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, the next clip, number nine, is uh, the one we covered. I think it was last week we covered that uh, Delara splitting a Skippy and stuff on uh, the big Coca-Cola Speedway. Um, crazy. Yeah, that uh, was the real life driver uh, Stefan Wilson splitting two uh, Formula Vs on on the Coke Super Speedway. And if you if you play that video long enough, you'll see there's a stock car behind him too. So there's all kinds of stuff in this. Place. <laughs> You're allowed seven or eight in here. We're gonna put seven or eight different cars. That's um, right. The one I really like, and and David as a road racer, you probably can, uh, you know, you'd like this. The standing start, uh, Al- Allison Malone had front from eleventh to third on the front stretch at uh, um, Road America uh, on his start, which is a, a monster start in the Porsche, because that's that's crazy to, to get that many positions and not get, run into somebody. That's a don't lift uh, scenario, right? <laughs> well, the guys, 
you know, usually guys are switching lanes and stuff there, and you can't, you're saying you got to try and anticipate it, but everyone kind of just minded their P's and Q's and you got through it. Does that start? Question on... is, how did the rest of the race go? <laughs> Probably. Did that start on pit road? It looks like it's on road, not the actual racetrack. Or it's just the way that you track that, that, that track is. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's another, uh, for the, with the Dallaras, there's a nice uh, last lap at uh, Road Atlanta, it looks like. Uh, hold on, let me see what the trust of this track this is. Oh, no, sorry, it's uh, Sebring. And uh, they're battling really, really hard for the, like, mo- the majority of the lap there. And it's side-by-side in these cars through all the corners, back and forth, trying to do crossovers. And it's a great battle. Um, I really... You know, when you can have a nice battle with somebody and respect them on the inside and outside like that, uh, you know, it's really fun racing. I'd have to say my favorite was actually number five, which is like a, a league race in the uh, truck series at Texas. They, it's, it's fu- they're running five wide on the backstretch on the last lap, and uh, they get down to three cars headed to the finish line, and they're like crashing into each other as they slide across the finish line, three wide crashing at the same time, and and the finish is like within a, a less than a foot of of the three cars. Well, that one car looked like he wanted to do the pass in the grass there. Yeah. But it's really cool because they had really good announcers to it in their league race that they had. So uh, the announcing is really, really well done. You know, the announcers are just going bonkers because it's, cr- it's such a crazy finish. It's such a crazy race. They even have a throwback here where the 49 Lotus is at Indy. Um, and they look like they're fun to drive at Indy uh, doing uh, the, the oval there. Um, they look like we're having fun racing and drafting. I, I've never, I really have not put a lot of time into this car ever on the sim i'm more i remember this car from grand prix legends days but uh you know side 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 by side battle for the you know the win there um and then getting together at the end it's awesome do you own that car greg or yeah i've uh i've raced it in some i think uh i think we've had i've had to race it uh, doing the uh uh what's that series david um the that we were that we were doing last year mtech no but the other um what did they change they do all kinds of different cars the lotus 49 they did the other lotus too oh that's the major yeah. sorry yeah apparently my memory is gone today i don't i don't have that car actually um i've always been tempted to get it but i, but I haven't made the purchase yet did you ever play grand prix legends back in the day Yes, I did, and uh, actually had the original and then uh, the the updated version because they made a huge. It was a third party graphical update, and it made the the graphics a lot better than the originals. And um, man, I remember racing that at Watkins Glen, and that car was diabolically hard to drive. It was just oh, so yeah. loose. It was so loose. But that you was Watkins to... Glen with no guardrails. There. Yeah. It had guardrails, no guardrails and then some spot there was no guardrails and there was hay yeah. bales. Yeah. That was that was a really good sim. It was kind of groundbreaking for the day. You know, it was all part of Papyrus's uh, uh, development as, into into what, what now they have iRacing. And I'm really glad they, they did go back and do that. I'm, I know that there's a, like a lot of dedicated drivers who race that car religiously. And uh, 
you know, it, it, the only, the only thing is if, if I get it, it would just be to have fun with, cause if you get into a official race with guys who've been running that car for years like that, that, that are really dedicated to it, they're just going to just smoke you. Hey, well, my I lost all my eye rating with the sprint car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, those guys are dedicated because there's not very many of them and you go in it and it's like, uh Oh yeah. You're going to finish right. dead last. Yep. The open races like are like league races because you see the same people all the time because they just love it. Well, and Brian, I'm wondering for you, and then this would be, a, I, I don't know the answer to this, but with uh, a motion rig, a car like that has a lot of travel in its suspension. Would it feel a lot different than a normal, like, you know, how do some of these older cars feel to like the newer stuff stiffness wise in, in on a motion rig? Yeah. Um... I'm not sure. Um, the 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 truck that I use that has the most motion, obviously, is the pro trucks because of the suspension on them. Is so is so much travel in the suspension. But I don't know how those uh would be. You make it. You're tempting me to buy it. You know, next time I get some credits somehow, I might I might just uh, take one. I just think like from looking at that car it brings back so many memories from when I was trying, when I used to play Grand Prix legends, but yeah, it's an awesome car. So uh, maybe we should go from uh, our topic of the old style 49 car to uh, Mike. What were you calling this car now? We, I know you had it like a rocket car. David was questioning your new name for it today in chat. Oh, he said, who is Laura? And I said, it's the day Laura. It's the day Laura. I racing Grand Prix championship round nine. Yeah, with the context, the way you did it and you spaced it out, I thought you went talking about for the day, and then it looked like a comma Laura, and I was like, "Who's Laura?" Yeah, that's serious. So now, now it's now it's just the Laura car. It's the Laura. Yeah, Hi, we guys. just shortened it to Laura. The Jet Laura. So, uh, so this uh, this Force Dynamics I Racing Grand Prix series, we've over in a week behind because of, uh, of the, the time that it broadcasts. But uh, a little inside baseball here, we're recording the show a little later than typical. Actually got to get the results and, and a review of both races for today. So I'm going to do uh, start off with round nine, which was last week. And uh, that was the penultimate uh, round of the, of the series um, with um, the, the championship Going to uh, with the championship at this week. So uh, Suzuka was last week, and the winner was Martin Van Lusenord again. That was his sixth of nine races that he won in that series. But even with that six wins, he was still two points behind the series leader Peter Berryman uh, with uh, with uh, one race cut this morning to go or this afternoon to go, uh, which was held at Hungora Ring. So. So yeah, so the, this guy has really dominated, um, and uh, Peter Berryman at this t- at this point of the uh, season uh, series uh, that would week nine, um, he had won two of the nine races. So between uh, Martin Van Lusenord and Peter Berryman, they had won uh, not eight of the nine races going into this last championship. So it's really just been a, a two driver, uh, a two driver race for this championship. And uh, so we, uh, this afternoon was round 10 at Hungora ring. And uh, Mike, what happened in that one? Well, before we do that, I want to point out 
Last week when Martin won his sixth win of the season, he got congratulations from none other than Romain Grosjean. 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 Romain Grosjean, who's an IndyCar driver. Uh, he said very proud of uh, Martin Van Luznord, uh after his win. So I thought that was pretty cool to get a shout out from a Formula F, former F1 driver. Current IndyCar driver. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And, and death defying uh, crash, uh, or what do you call it? Avoiding death defier. Now, my schedule shifted a little bit here for three weeks for training for work. And I was actually able to catch round 10 or part of it, the last part of it, uh, during lunch today. And uh, so it was at Hungaro Ring. Uh, Peter Berryman, he picks up his third win of the season and the title of the inaugural champion of the Force Dynamics Delara iRacing Grand Prix Championship at the Hungara Ring after a tough points battle with Martin Van Luzenord, who finished the race in third. And, and how it played out was, first of all, I, I, I got to say, this is like watching an F1 race. It really is. There's different tires. There's hard and mediums, and you have that going, the strategy on that, like, the guys who started on medium, when are they going to pit? You know, are they going to try to stretch it? What are their lap times? You know, so the announcers are really, really good. And, and they really, if you're a race fan, that's into F1, you're going to love this kind of racing. I mean, it was all about who's going to get out first after pit stops and, Oh, he's already been out for two and this guy's coming out and are they going to beat each other out? You know, so it was very fascinating to watch. But after pit stops have cycled, um, Martin Van Luzenor takes the lead uh, from another guy, I forget who it was, and Peter Berryman's right there behind him. And Peter Berryman's coming, and he actually does get to the lead. And, and we have these guys literally side-by-side side going into a corner for the lead. Uh, the, Martin was on the outside and gave per Peter Berryman room but but as they went through the apex, it wasn't enough room, and they actually touched wheels, which was unfortunate because it sent Martin Van Luzenord off track, and uh, and he lost a bunch of track position, and that was it. That was enough for him to lose the championship and the race. Uh, Peter Berryman wins it uh, based on that contact. Uh, he also, I, at first, it was announced that he got a drive-through penalty for too much, too many incidents. But it was actually he had gotten right up to that limit. I, I don't know what the limit was, but he was one short of the limit. And so during the post-race interview, he indicated that he was careful that last last stint because he didn't want to get an, a 1X and have to do a drive-through. So um, he didn't push real hard, but uh, a very bitter ending to Martin Van Luzenord's, uh fantastic season this year. Yeah, Mike, I, I watched the better half of that race as well. Um, it's Yeah, it did happen just like you said. Um, but even so, uh, Martin Van Luzenord, he fell like eight seconds behind Perryman after that crash and wound up making it to within three seconds of him. So um, 
he went and he went for he gained like four positions in that time so he was driving driving as driving as hard as he could to try to catch him but he just kind of ran out of time and ran it probably used up his equipment as well because uh they're at a certain point they kind of leveled out he, he stopped gaining on them with the last few three or four laps to go um so uh he was he was he was racing as hard as he could to try to get back up there but uh could not make the make the uh make it um so he did wind up finishing third in the race. Martin Van Lusenor did, despite despite kind of holding back. Like he said, he did say that in the post interview. He was afraid just going off track, get one X, and then he would have to do a drive through. So uh, bad luck for him. Um, it, in uh, t- one thing I can say about Martin was that he was very reserved in the post race interview. You can see he was kind of boiling, but but didn't it didn't come out in his uh in his verbiage when he was uh, being interviewed he he cut you could see he was holding back because i think he really he was really upset about that contact it was it was kind of iffy um i think berryman did have enough room to make that uh to make that turn but at the same point martin didn't give him a whole lot of extra room so it was kind of one of those racing things where uh they were fighting for fight for the lead for the win really for the championship even and um just got a little too close to each other and uh peter Berryman was the better uh got the better of the incident was able to continue on and martin had a little spin and lost a bunch of time it's a very interesting race um Another good point you made, Mike, is that if if you watch F1 racing, this is all going to seem very familiar to you. The way that they broadcast it, the way the cars go, the pitch strategies, it's uh and the and the tire compounds. So uh, that, that was a really good uh, connection you made to that. And uh, I hope they bring this back next year, despite the you know the the rumors of the F1s coming out and the uh, you know and a possible world championships in F1. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, but this is a really fun car to watch race. It is. It's a fun car to drive. I, I recommend it. Um, you want to push yourself to the limit speed wise. I mean, this car is the one to try it on. Um, and so maybe when the F1 car comes out, it we're going to have a new top level car. Uh, but and, and who knows? I mean, maybe it won't be as fast as this car. Um, but it was an interesting race, uh, and championship. I feel bad for the Martin guy. Um, like you said, he was pissed, but you could tell, but he also described, you know, what else he's got going in the future. And, and he's got a series and things going on and R factor and, uh, a set of Corsa and other, uh, other things besides iRacing. So he's one of those sim racers that's uh, all over the place. One thing I just was noticing here with looking at this car um, from back from the first uh, thing here with Martin Van Lusenord, his uh, post on Twitter here, that car looks really mean with chrome rims. Like most things I don't like chrome for the rims, but I don't know, something about that chrome rims with that car, it looks that that, that car just suits it. Well, the tires look a little oversized for the car, too, and I think that's part of it. Well, that's what they're doing in F1. F1's going to 18-inch rims next year uh, as well in their new car, so it's gonna they're going to have big rims um, for racing. I think it's 18s. So, yeah, so uh, congratulations to Peter Behrman. Uh He's an Apex Racing driver. We just mentioned Apex Racing as uh, Josh... Uh, 
John Robinson, who uh, won the uh, rallycross. So that's two championships for their team in like two days. So congratulations, Apex Racing. Yeah, and well, we have an article coming up soon about Apex Racing as well. Wow, they're just red hot right now. Well, before we can get to that, let's take a real quick hit on this listener follow-up from Mark Kaufman. Um, he mentioned that on uh, the Tuesday morning wake-up portion of last night's show, it was more than likely from the Dinner with Racers podcast, iRacing League. They have crazy car track combinations every week, and that race was the 2009 COT Gen 6 IR18 in one class and the Formula Vs in their own class at the same time at iRacing Super Speedway. They have real-world racers that race with the regular racers week in and week out, and it's a great time. This week, they're running the GT3 McLaren F1 as one class, and the Pro 2 Light Trucks as another class at the figure eight in Irwindale. Uh, so we, he says we should check it out, and they actually broadcast one of the races, too. This is going to be a good good race, just to, to especially if it's fixed setup. You know, they, that's a little bit lower pressure, and you just get to enjoy the silliness of it. <laughs> what if... Hold on. What if the gt3 car what most of them if they spin around the pro truck can use them as a ramp to go over if they got to go <laughs> crash into them well, mclaren f1 is I, <laughs> one of our most fun races when we did the pro trucks and the radicals <laughs> a radical could actually pass a pro truck by just going under him <laughs> the pro truck would just hop and land right back and that keep was going. one of the best races ever so this is where that uh that highlight came from where the uh IR18 car was uh, passing those Formula Vs at Super Speedway then. What a combination, though. The 2009 COT with the Gen 6 car and the IR18. Like, that's crazy. So the Dinner with Racers podcast, I used to listen to this uh, religiously all the time. I haven't for quite some time. They're a very long format uh, podcast, like well over two hours uh, per episode, but fascinating uh, some of the guests they've had. So we- I'll pick this next one up as well because uh, we uh, don't have an, an assigned on it, but uh, there's a two-hour stream. iRacing posted the setup. It's now available on YouTube as well, so you can go back and watch it. They went over the... Um, with their vehicle dynamic specialist, how to set up the Gen Cup car or Gen, the next Gen Cup car at Phoenix. Yeah, and uh, this was Matt Holden and Christian Schallener, Schallener. and uh, I watched a good half of the first half of this because I was trying to learn something. Uh, did I learn something? I don't know. I think I might have absorbed something through osmosis by watching it. Um, especially in the beginning when they talk about uh, steering ratio is gone and it's replaced with this other thing and and the numbers are opposite what you would think and just little tidbits like that that you can pick up on by watching a video like this. Um, but then, you know, it shows Christian going and doing a few laps and then they come in and they make some changes and then Matt feeds him some changes to make and you can watch him go in the garage and, and make those changes. So if you're trying to learn setups or this particular car, this is very invaluable. Is anybody finding the irony in uh, Mike watching a setup video of a guy practicing? That's more practice than he actually does, is watching the (laughs) video. (laughs) 
I hate to do this and play the devil's advocate, but this is why he's not in, in the practices. Because he watches all the videos we don't watch. Right. This is true. I learned it I differently. Just, I just like to bug him because of that. We need to get him pit strategy video with crew chief adjustments. It is a good video. And Christian, thank you for uh, putting that out. Uh, I, I'd love to see more of these. I mean, like I said, it's going to take a long time before I absorb some of this stuff. This car is quite different than what we've had before. Um, they talk about some of the differences of what we would do in a Gen 6 car with cross weight versus what would we do in the next gen instead of cross weight, we get a similar result and, and those kind of things. So um, great stuff. I can't recommend it enough. I think the thing is, I think this is where these things should have been done from day one, right? Like when they, these like right now they're doing it for this car, but a lot of these cars should have had some of this knowledge, you know, these videos done for people so that we can, you know, have a little bit of the basics on how to do stuff instead of you just hear everybody grab a setup and run. And maybe this, these things here might make some drivers want to, you know, learn setups more or do more with their cars instead of just grabbing a quick setup, running a race. Um, I'd like to see this, you know, fo go, on, go on the roadside too, on some of these new cars, figuring out how to set up cars for the roadside too, as well. Well, you got to remember, you know, it hasn't been too long that they've hired people like uh, Tanner McCullough, Christian Schalliner, these other people that are specialists in driving and setting up cars. And so, yeah, you know, they can't do the videos full time, but yeah, it wouldn't hurt to have them do them once a week or once a month or something, um, you know, focus in on something. I think with, you know, NASCAR switching to the Gen 7, you know, now's a great time to focus on this particular car because there's a lot of there's a lot of NIS people wondering what we're going to do next year. You know, we talked to our friend Alan Pajari, and he said he's not going to run the NIS because of the new car. Um, and I wonder how many other uh, regulars are going to be in that same boat. You know, I'm kind of concerned about participation, honestly. It'll still get a good draw. It's going to just have to have more more of the younger generation and, and i guess it's just going to come down to what it comes down to uh the real guys have been having more trouble driving this car than than uh, we have so it's going to be a little bit different but we'll just see i'm still i still do not like the idea of the 550 horsepower but we'll see how everything else works with it uh bobby was hypothesizing that they basically just took the uh the um gen 6 car currently and model and put the uh gen 7 body on it you mean same engine package yeah right now that right now that we just don't have what it's not anywhere close to what it's going to be like well the, when, when it gets set. well they just tested it with a seven inch spoiler today on only on two cars so and the rest of them had eight inch spoilers so you know are they gonna that's things that they got to do figure out before you know we change all the stuff in iRacing as well well how would you like to have a sim center to figure all your stuff out for your racing team greg well this is quite interesting because this is uh you know would this be as the second team that's kind of doing something what was it coanda motorsports has their own facility as the other one mike 
Yeah, so, the purple house. <laughs> the apex. Well, you can tell this one's British because it's gray instead of. Kind of reminds me of an F1 team, like there. It's it's clean and sterile type atmosphere, but from what it looks like, obviously it's not finished. But um, the Apex Racing uh, Sim Center uh, is going to be coming in 2022. Um, they're they quoted here as allow our pro athletes a chance to work together and maximize results uh like never before the best preparation equipment and software thanks to our partners will help find the marginal marginal gains needed to top to to needed at the top level while providing a venue that will be open uh to use by sim racing community um now looking at this is <laughs> it's it's quite a Imagine having a facility just to go to to that your team is putting money into to for you to race at work out of. That's what your you just your job now. So I didn't I didn't catch that this is actually a house where they live in, like Coanda does, or if this is just some place where everybody meets or not. I haven't haven't figured that out yet. It's almost like it's like it's a racing facility. It's like instead yeah, of that's what I was instead, of, instead of creating you know they don't make cars there they make every they do everything else it's all the sim base work right it's it's just basically a place where they can go and they're all you know on site to run their ideas over each other instead of just doing it you know over a discord or anything like that to talk about it but i mean there's some par- you know big partnerships on board with this too as a as a sim sim brand so I found uh, they have a video of this facility or a video about the facility here. I just sent you guys a link in the chat. Uh, but yeah, they, they show the actual facility and they're going on a tour. Um, now, this is the empty building before. So, so apparently they got the property. They have a building. They haven't actually built it. The screenshots that we saw were... CAD drawings of what they envision it to look like. And so the video I'm looking at is basically the team going through the empty building, kind of doing a tour ahead of time of how it's going to lay out and what it's going to look like and stuff like that. Like they even, yeah, they actually actually have a media room uh, with a green screen and, and, and and a desk for interviews. Yeah. So basically they can conduct their own, you know, they can have their own, you know, they can conduct their own social media stuff or anything that they need to right from their own facility. Pretty freaking cool. I mean, and like, like we just talked about and documented, I mean, these guys are red hot right now. Now, since they're a blue and white team, do they get blue carpeting? I think, I think they have to just because of our podcast. I mean, we got to call them the blue house or something like the purple house. What a what an idea though! Eh? Who who would have thought that I you know sim racing would get you to the point where you know a facility is an idea? You know you're paying you're paying a, a bill like a rent bill or whatever on the facility every month just to operate it um, for people to get together to do this hobby slash now obviously it's a job for some of these guys like who would have thought of that? Uh, I mean, you got sponsors, you got revenue, you got to spend that money on something. I mean, this is the next step, right? I'm actually thinking about the movie Ready Player One, and you have the the one dude in the in the trailer, and the other guys are in this you know state of the art facility. 
So we're moving into some of the events, Mike. What are, what do we got coming up first? Well, final reminder of what we talked about with Adam earlier. The official Winter Derby late model uh, race is at Five Flags Speedway. Um, don't forget, it runs the NIS Open uh, slots. And so I was going to run Friday night. I'm actually going to have my grandson over. So that's going to nix that idea. So I'm actually going to miss this event. But uh, trying to talk Adam into doing it uh, to represent. I might sneak up and do it Sunday morning, but Friday night me and Greg are doing a uh... – a charity race at Daytona. We're going to go practice a little bit for it after that we finish this race. Or, I mean, this podcast. Yeah, because we uh, screwed up the date last week. Yippers. And uh, Brian, is uh, he's going to tell us a little bit about the eSports Driver of the Year. I can't, semis are not the only team in town in game. Team in town. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, uh, Traxion GG is also taking votes for their eSport Driver of the Year. And that's going to be announced on December 19th at the Auto Sports Award. Uh, let's see. So uh, I'm going to go over these drivers in it. Um, Josh Rogers is in there. You can vote for him. Mitchell DeYoung. Frederick Rasmussen. And Kevin Siggy. So those guys are probably R-Factors or somebody like that, right? Right. I actually voted for Mitchell just because I like co-creasing. And he he was such a star this year, you know, rookie of the year and all that. Yeah, and, and he finished second in the Porsche Cup, too. So, I mean, that's a pretty damn good year. I like these awards better than the semis. I mean, uh, Traxian.gg, man, they have so much good, good sim content, you know, and for them to put together a – an award with in conjunction with Autosport, uh, I think it carries some weight. Okay, I got the next one. Uh, we have a new car inbound, and with especially with IMSA basically chunking the GTE class in the trash, Corvette is now confirming it has a GT3 program. Well, that doesn't mean we're getting a car, but it probably means we're getting a car. Well, I mean, the way that the other car came about, I would guess that this wouldn't be far off real quickly um, if they're building it for a GTE class or GT3 class. Yeah, they, uh, that uh, Corvette came out like out of nowhere last time, didn't it? Well, and it was pushed by Corvette too, right? Like Chevrolet pushed right. that pretty hard. Yeah, there was some kind of partnership, wasn't it? Yeah, with uh, iRacing. And there also was... Uh, um, one of the uh, what are the, the what's the guy's name? I can't remember. Um, I'm bad with remembering today, but uh, anyways, they had a big partnership when they did the video with it uh, when they first brought it out. But if that's the case for, you know, they're gonna have to make sure the GT3 class is correct for the IMSA series, right? Well, they'll try to get it as close as they can. They're still they're still they'll run up against the number of cars you can have. How many, you know, on a track, which is what seven now. Well, I mean, I think don't they run a Lexus? There's a Lexus too that they run in the GTEs, or is it? Well, there is a Lexus that runs uh, in IMSA. Everyone's or yeah, there's a there's one team that runs it because Kyle Busch ran it at the 24 last year. Hmm. Uh, Mike, are we going to hit this bold prediction? Because there's nothing on the script. Yeah, this is one of those weird weird screenshots where I added it, but nobody can see it but me. But anyway, what it is, it's a Facebook group post in iRacing Setup Talk and General Discussion by Murphy Nichols. And he says, 
Bold prediction, iRacing will add an LMP3 by the Daytona 24. And uh, what do you guys think? Is this a, an accurate prediction? I hope so, because just two classes just doesn't feel right. Do we have a partner that will give us an LMP3? If uh, we knew that, we would tell you. <laughs> I have no clue. Bobby would be the best best person to get that kind of info. Okay, Greg, a big giveaway at the IMSA race this weekend. So Drew Adams uh, Adamson was at uh, the Petit Le Mans on the weekend, and uh, he was posted on his Twitter page that he was giving away 15 iRacing hats and three month subscriptions uh, at the turn 10 of the track at road America. So that's kind of uh, that's sick that he was out there doing that for them. Well, drew who's a, a previous guest on our podcast. Gotta say, I mean, I love the uniform. I mean, he, he looks like he's in uniform an eye racing uniform. I mean, he's got the, the blue polo shirt with the logo. He's got the logo hat. He's got his, uh, you know, scanner up on his uh, shoulder and looking all official like. Yeah, like it's not, it's, you're not going to miss him if he was walking down and, oh, you know the iRacing uh, logo, right? So that's pretty cool. I, I couldn't tell from the post, but did he do this like during the race? Like, hey, uh, yeah. if you're happen to be paying attention to my Twitter account, you're going to get some free stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I think later in the race, uh, towards the end, he said, I still have three hats left. So that indicates he gave away about a dozen, I guess, because he had 15 to start with. And I, 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 I said that wrong here. Sorry, it was Road Atlanta he's at, not Road America. Because Petit Le Mans done at Road Atlanta. All right, the uh, next event we have is the Last Chance Qualifier Challenge. Uh, we were talking earlier about Landon and, and Kligerman's uh organization that puts on a lot of neat events um this one is going to be at charlotte it's, it's, and it's going to be the all-star qualifying style right that we talked about last week where you do two you, you do two laps with a green flag stop um the registration opens on november 17th get your practice runs going now already open so if you guys are doing it get in it we also got a listener uh let us know about a league uh it's nick Belicki. And he said, uh, listen to you guys every week. Uh, this is our league. Check it out. And uh, it's basically called the W-O-S-C-R-L. And uh, I found their Twitter handle here. And it's uh, and they say Saturday night's uh, Stars and Stripes series. So check those guys out. We're going to continue to just kind of run through the events here. Um, this is the hosted event that we had for people who have account holders um with family members i think that are 15 years yeah. under is that correct Kid race. yeah so the the registration's open for a one time only pre-approved live broadcasted event on november 24th at 7:30 eastern in the evening it's going to be in the global mx5 at the legacy michigan track there's no cost but please register as soon as possible because the slots are limited it's an event for family members of an iRacing account holders who are less than 15 years old or at 15 years, 15 years and younger. To register, send your league applications to 3F Media League number nine seven or no, number 7677. 
and include your family member's name and age and the comments of the league request. If you have any questions, please direct them to 3F Media, and they'll be more than happy to answer them. Have a blessed day, and remember, in a world where you can be anything, be kind. This would be next Wednesday, so this would be the last time we get to uh, tell everybody about it before it goes on. Now, Brian, you shared with us some pictures of your son preparing for this event and your Mac, your uh, big rig. Uh, what a what a treat for him! I'm sure to not only get to use Dad's stuff, but maybe to to show old Dad up a little bit. Yeah, uh, I, I uh, we practiced a little bit on the weekend, uh, so uh, I was talking to him as he was racing, telling him, you know, how to how to race and basically more racing etiquette than uh, how to drive the track because the MX Cup at Michigan is just full throttle all the way around there. Um, even in the turns, you don't have to slow up or there's no drifting. It's it's hugs the bottom line. So it's uh, it's pretty easy, but I, I really wanted to get him to learn some of, the, some of the ins and out of racing, not just how to drive a car. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, he's pretty excited too. What a, what, what a setup he gets to drive on, you know. Most kids, you know, their, their their dads don't have an elaborate rig like you do, but that is just awesome that he gets to do that VR. Um, well, tell us everything that's on that rig that you see, Greg. I mean, there's wind, there's VR, there's motion. Yeah, yeah he's got that. Because I think I, I, I asked you the question. I asked how he was in VR because VR sometimes for kids is a very – daunting task for them to be able to to do long periods of times but i don't think that race is that long is it um i haven't got the information on the length of the race yet so i'm not sure but he's he's been in vr for longer than he probably should be but (laughs) he's he's not too he can handle it (laughs) no but i mean he's got one hell of a setup to uh to definitely race and uh i'm glad that uh you're able to uh share this with your son though brian yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I have a 15-year-old son. He didn't want anything to do with it. I didn't even bother asking him, to be honest with you, because he never, never wants to try out my rig. Like the 10-year-old, he's always asking, hey, can I try out? Can I race some? So I always let him do it. The 15-year-old, he never does it. <laughs> it's weird. Totally different kids. Whatever dad's doing has got to be not cool, though. That That's what <laughs> that, Especially at 15. You're probably right. Mike. Right. Yeah. It's the opposite. See, when I... When I was younger, I always followed what my dad would, you know, my dad was a goalie growing up. So I ended up being a goalie. Like everything he did, I kind of got into sports, teams, everything, racing. You know, he's the reason I like racing. So, you know, if you can have that, your your son be involved with you, I say it's a good thing, Brian. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, registration was pretty simple. Um, we were the 10th person to register, so there's still a lot of spots open at the time as of last weekend. So, But still, it is limited, so get get those in. I actually mentioned this to Tyler Williamson, our teammate, because he's got a uh, 10-year-old as well who uh, plays around on his rig once in a while and uh, trying to get him to sign up too. So uh, I'll let you know if uh, he gets in there. His son might get to drive direct drive for the, uh, the first time before Tyler would. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> if 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 the uh, delivery gods are good. All right, one more quick hit on the events. Uh, a reminder about the Gitter Done Racing. 
Yeah, so uh, we mentioned this is uh, Pete Coco Puff's Copco's League that he started up. Um, he's running races on Sunday night at 9 p.m. Uh, in the Cup Gen 6 Cup cars. And uh, some new announcements in that league. He's opened up a Tuesday night 87 uh, Legends car uh races as well and he opened up a gt3 edition so uh he's actually going to be turning left in some of these in one of these series as well so all this stuff is, is stuff that he's testing out before the the season uh season one officially begins in february so uh he's still taking people to uh taking requests to join the league uh i rating has to be under 3500 and has to be a minimum of 25 years old okay that brings us to housekeeping Hey, don't forget the Aftermath podcast, uh, 2.0, I guess it's what they call it. But, uh, yeah, they had one last Saturday. It was pretty good. Uh, their, pod, their, their producer didn't show, though. So, yeah. And uh, we'll see what they come up with next time. Don't forget the website, irishersloungecom And don't forget our coupon code at simcoaches.com. The coupon code is iRacersLounge. We actually also have a referral link. Now, I don't know if the discounts stack, but they're 5% for the referral link, 5% off on the uh, uh, the coupon code. But anyway, check those out in the notes of our podcast. And we are on the Performance Motorsports Network. All right, we're going to do an abbreviated hardware software. But first, let's yeah, talk I- about uh, sim coaches a little bit. David? When you were struggling uh, racing and trying to get around the track in the in the corners, you you didn't know how guys were out braking. Or did changing your uh, did changing pedals make a difference? Oh, yeah, I believe so. Uh, even even in the stock cars, I can I can just I can drive in deeper and not lock the brakes up. That's kind of the biggie. It's just a lot harder to lock the brakes up, especially if if I have them calibrated correctly. So they're great pedals. Uh, I, I stand by him 100%. And obviously, SimCoach uh, offered those to or offers that for you uh, with the best uh, hydraulic uh, feeling pedals that you've uh, you were able to uh, come up with, right? Yeah. Now I have not been able to try any other hydraulic pedals, but um, it came down to it. It did ultimately come down to the fact that uh, he had one in stock when and was online in the evening answering questions and said yeah i've got one on the shelf and i said all right i'm ordering it right now and boom i got him uh, you know and the, the customer service is great their software is great we're we may not get to really talk about it that much but they've got some new software that allows you to actually even change your brake curve so you can you can change the way your brake behaves to make it to get an even better response i'm nervous about using it because i've got i'm having so much success right now under braking with it running on a flat curve that i don't know if i want to use it but it's they've even figured out how to work, work it with iRacing. So that sim coach, uh, they have a lifetime warranty as well uh, on all their products. They do, and in fact, they they call them leap proof. But I actually, you know, you can always have something go wrong somewhere, even maybe in shipping. And I had my first brake pedal; it was going out. Right, it started leaking on me right in the middle of Le Mans. You, I don't know if you remember when that happened, but um, he he first he pointed me to how to to bleed it, and I did. I was able to bleed it and get it working right again, but it leaked out again. And he immediately sent me a pedal replacement. 
it with a, with a return label for the current one and did not make me wait until it got here. He sent me the pedal first, then let me send the other one so that I wasn't completely out of commission for a few days, which is just, you know, that's, that's superior customer service. So check out simcoach.simcoaches.com and use the coupon code iRacers Lounge to get 5% off your purchase. Shimcoaches.com is your ticket to feel like you're actually sitting behind the wheel of a car. Drive harder and stay on the limit longer. Yeah, guys, um, people have asked me because I have a, a lot of different accessories for my rig. It's like, what what could you possibly want next for your rig? Um, the answer is pretty simple. I'm getting better pedals and I'm getting Simcoach pedals. That's going to be my next purchase for my rig. Um, so uh, that's, you know, that's the one thing you can upgrade that uh, really makes a big difference on the track. And I'm going to go with the best ones out there. I'm going to go with Simcoach. And that's exactly what I was thinking too, Brian. That would be my next thing to go with it as well, would be a different set of pedals. The thing is with hydraulic pedals is I'm sure they all perform pretty much the same. So what is the differentiating factor then? I mean, it's the the service, the warranty. It's the way they look. And, and, and guys, this one wins it 100% of the time. I love the way these pedals look. Well, and the fact that even David's saying there, sometimes the software can just, you know, if they've got additional software to it where you can update, you know, some guys like to uh, come up with a different curve for the way they break and and having fine-tuned software like that is the perfect thing that can differentiate this set of pedals from ones that don't have a software attached to it. And they do have a software update available for these pedals. We're going to cover that next week. Uh, but we're going to first talk about Black Friday. So, Brian. All right, guys. So, Fanatec has released their yearly Black Friday deals. Um, so, here's what you can get. Uh, they're offering their CSL steering wheel, the R300 over, over wheel, um, for $199.95, which is a regular price of $299, so that's a pretty good discount. Um, their CSL steering wheel, the P1V2, is $99.95, regularly $119, so that's a $20 discount there. Another, that's an oval ring with, uh, you know, paddle shifters and the digital display on the top of the center of the wheel. You can get the CSL pedal load cell kit, that's uh, running at 119, normally 139, so $20 discount on that. And then you can get the CSL pedals tuning kit, which is uh, coming out at 34.95. So, so not uh, a deep discount. Yeah, nothing, not a. I mean, I think they're probably having a hard time filling orders as it is. So, uh, you know, it's probably tough for them to get. To get uh, to make a wide variety and and deep discounts because there's just the their, their demands are kind of high and their sh- and their their ability to produce these is probably a little tough right now just like everybody so they're probably not- just selling what they got in stock they just know what they can make real quick and that's what they're selling yeah yeah it's not the higher end stuff it's the lower end equipment it's not. The wheelbases and high-end wheels, it's, it's the more basic things. Okay, 
going to move on to results. Let's talk unofficial official. I ran Mazda Cup at Oren Park, one of my favorite combos again. Uh, before the week ended, I started P20 out of, I think, 33. Uh, got to 13th, but got actually DQ'd out from too many incidents. Uh, it was kind of a dirty race. Uh, which is unusual. I usually do better in those, but I saw I only ran it once. Then I switched to uh, 360 dirt at Bristol. Um, did get my result, but uh, enjoying that car. And then finally, I got me a win uh, this week at Carb Cup, uh, Charlotte, next gen. I don't think it's the first win in the next gen car. I think I've won Carb Cup in that car uh, a few months ago. Uh, but it's nice to get back to victory lane again and uh, and to be in there, at least with this car. You know, it wasn't so bad at Charlotte. Um, it's not as glaring a problem there as it is at some of the bigger tracks. Moving on to uh, leagues. Let's talk winter league. Do we have to? <laughs> well, David, why don't you start us out? P27. Yeah, actually, for the most part, it was a good race with a, just an unclutch ending. Um, I started mid-pack in the 20s, probably just going to finish in the, either the low 20s or upper teens. Um, I was doing really good on the long run, didn't have great short run speed. But uh, we have a caution come out like right when you were about to pit. You'll talk about more, more about that later. And you're coming to the pit while we are out of gas. You're, you're drooling in. I don't know if I'm going to be allowed to pass you or not. I panic and don't know what gear I'm in, throw it into first and, and put myself on the wall. And um, that just made the car lose all of its go. I actually, it cost me some horsepower and... I started like 21st and fell to 27th on the on the final runs. Ouch. Okay, P30 is what I got. I was 27th when people started pitting under green on that final run. I decided there was nothing to lose being back that far, so I stayed out, waiting for a caution, run it out of fuel. I cycled up to 10th, and I pitted when it was out of fuel, and then caution as I rolled on to pit lane. That's where David wrecked right there, in front, right in front of me, literally. Uh, ended up a lap down, fighting for a lucky dog uh, with uh, Jeff Marble. I took it three wide on him, uh, trying to get that lucky dog. Um, but the guy on the inside, he clipped the apron just a hair and came up, and we touched and spun. And, uh, and yeah, I ended up, you know, finishing a lap down or, or more and it kind of sucked. But I was telling Greg afterwards, this, the field is deep. The field is deep. I mean, we were fighting hard, hard for like 28th or 30th place. I mean, nobody wants to finish last and, and everybody in this, in this league is a quality driver. Uh, it has some big names in that field, so it's you know it's no doubt that you're going to have that problem. I never got a chance to race Wednesday night. I was working too early and I was just exhausted, so I missed it. But um, I don't like Texas anyway, so I'm glad I missed it. It's humbling. Uh, I always get humbled in this league. Um, but the usual suspects did kind of work their way up through there. Christian Challoner, Tyler Hudson. Uh, they were they were making their way, and they did. They got up to the top ten. They started in the back. All right, let's talk man cave after dark Thursday night truck league. It was USA, and I started P13 and ended P8. Nick Bradham takes the win. 
a lot of fun with this league uh i missed it the week before i didn't have the track and uh of course i have usa and i ran this uh, with these guys it was a fun race uh, there were a couple early cautions but we ended up with some long runs at the end and uh scott bolster is doing a great job over there i hope we can get some more people to join us um on this uh this league we just need about 10 more guys so if you're inter interested in running thursday night it's pretty late uh come join us and uh, have a good time next league race was saturday the sim 500 esports racing league throwback arca series at vegas i uh, started p19 finished p17 there were 28 drivers and a caution free race i pitted right after the halfway mark this time uh <clears throat> which short pitted everyone else a couple laps um Chris ended up P19, two behind me. He actually stayed out again till he ran out of gas. Um, and he did lead some laps because he stayed out when everyone else pitted, um, but he lost all his track position at the end. And I don't know if he ended up better or worse, but uh, at some point, Chris is gonna catch a caution and, and that's gonna pay off that strategy, but I don't know when. OBRL Arca, Brian, P6, Chicago. Yeah, we were at Chicagoland. Uh, it was the round of eight of the playoffs, um, uh, which I was outside of, so I'm not in this, but still great race. Uh, I like Chicagoland. It's a fun track. Um, it was a solid race all around. Uh, I was uh, not aggressive on the starts and the restarts just because um, yeah, it, it, and some of the guys who were being more aggressive, I wound up passing them on the long run. So it's nice because OBRL, you can uh, you can count on long runs because there's not a whole lot of riffraff in those races. So uh, so yeah, so the longer the run got, the better I got compared to the other cars around me. Um, so it was I wound up working my way up to P6, uh, and uh, it, was, it was a fun race. Okay, and then last week's guest Steve Thompson wins the OBRL Aftermath Truck Series, and Josh Robinson second, Dwayne MacArthur third. Now, these guys need to make up a rubber stamp that says Steve Thompson first, Josh Robinson second, and Dwayne MacArthur third, because I'm pretty sure I've read off that same combination of names like a, a hundred times now. Well, I, th I think you need to, instead of doing that, give the credit for the interview for the win again. That's right. Another interview by the podcast that wins. How about that? Well done, Greg. All right, let's talk the OBRL Cup Series. Brian, Daytona P20. Yeah, this is a Sunday morning race at Daytona. Um, they just started their mini off-season season where they just race uh, up until the next Daytona 500. So, um, I got a little dad. I got involved in a in a wreck in front of me early in the race, uh, which actually was uh, involved uh, Tony Rochette, who was in that, who got involved in that wreck, and uh, I was trailing behind and wound up get, catching the tail end of that crash, and I was just off pace for the rest of the day. So uh, finished P20. It was a full field, so there were 40 drivers in there. Uh, so a good turnout. Uh, you know, after that early race, I think it went green all the way to the end. So uh, a lot of fun, good race. Um, I just wish I was a little bit faster. All right, and then the Get Her Done Racing League, uh, Tyler Williamson, P12, 
It was fun racing. I had a blast. My last race, hopefully, with the G27. I'm excited for the Lady in Black next week. Yeah, uh, just to give you a little background on this, uh, Tyler and I were talking, and you know, we were looking. He was looking especially for something to do Sunday nights now that NIS is over. I said, "Well, let's let's do this uh, league." So uh, he he uh, signed up to try it out, and uh, I jumped in with him. So uh, we raced at Phoenix. Um, I got a uh, P6. Uh, it was I uh, kind of I was uh, in the top in the. Uh, uh, top five the car in front of me that blinked out and then just reappeared like right in front of me and i swerved to miss him and uh, wound up hitting the car down low it wasn't i didn't get really any damage but um i just lost a lot of track position and then being in the back of the field uh cars wrecked and i t-boned somebody really bad uh, but luckily there was a fast repair so I was able to get that fixed to get back in the race you know that was fairly early and uh, wound up working my way back up to a sixth place there so uh, it was a it was a, it was a nice race um, this is Tyler's first experience in league racing so uh, so I think he's really going to enjoy that you know the the benefits of league racing as far as you know running with the same people every week getting to learn people's names and being able to talk to them uh, so that's uh that's the new get it on racing series and uh it was a it's a good start so they're still working out some kinks but it's a it's going to be a good league i believe all right there's nothing like off-season winter leagues uh to keep us busy until the daytona 500 so uh look lots of fun let's get into final thoughts first you gotta we're gonna the rolex is the one you gotta worry about first before you get to ovals Ooh, touche we don't even know, is there going to be an LMP3, though, for us to run? What did you guys call the team last? Team Fun? What was the... Yeah, team I fun. think it was Team Fun, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, running second to Landon Castle was pretty fun, too. That was a good night. That'll be always the best. That'll be my, my highlight of the year. Okay, let's get into final thoughts. Brian McCubbin. Um, I'm just going to go back to the uh, the race for the kids. I'm really excited to work with uh, with my son Luke some more this weekend. Um, I believe I'm going to open up a hosted session. I'll post it out to uh, to uh, the messages for all the guys in here. If they if you're if you're free, just want to run some easy laps just to get uh, just to get Luke some time racing with other cars because that's the one thing you can't teach in in that race because uh, you know there's no ai for the uh, mazdas at uh, michigan so uh, I'll, I'll post something in the forums and uh, hopefully you guys will jump in i don't think i'm going to make it open to anybody just because you know he's going to have the chat enabled and you know who knows what you'll hear maybe i shouldn't invite greg then i don't know so <laughs> i was just gonna have a good idea too i was gonna say mike mike needs to interview him so he can win that's a good idea. Great idea. So, uh, but yeah, so I'm just kidding. But um, oh, another thing about that chariot race. And I'm the, you, of the four of us on the screen here, there's only one of us that's been chat banned. I do point <laughs> that out. And it's for a substantial amount of time. <laughs> good, good call. Good call. I'll have you know it was the minimum amount it of was time. more than anybody else on the team. <laughs> uh, so, uh, 
So um, uh, speaking of chat, that they did say in the rules for that uh, kids race that chat is disabled, so um, you won't be able to talk to the other drivers, which is probably a good idea with when you have little kids in there. So I'm looking forward to that. So I'll post something in the messages, and uh, if you guys get a chance, maybe you can beat and bang with my kid for a little bit. Wait, wait. Not, so your know. training doesn't include yelling down the guy who just dumped you in the wall? <laughs> no, no, no. That's why I'm, I was questioning if Greg should be on there or not. Well, one thing you can't say is go back to Mazda's. <laughs> well, I guess what you would say is go back to the Solstice, because that would be the first one, right? There you go, yeah. Okay, David Hall, final thoughts. I'm a blank slate. What about tonight. your goggles? Uh, I'm fine. Um, well, nah, we, we'll see. I'm still... I'm still fighting this tracking issue. I, I think it's memory related or USB related. I've tried different USB hubs. I've tried um, shutting down all kinds of things. And yesterday I was able to get through without any major problems. So we'll see. If not, I'll be looking to switch to something else at some point. We talked about maybe reinstalling Windows first. Yeah, there's that too. But you're also kind of looking at goggles too. Maybe if you need to buy a new one. Maybe those Varhos? Yeah. I, um, I think the Varhos are just a little bit too much. Um, a little bit overkill, maybe. Yeah, because you don't have those base stations either, right? Because you've always had Oculus stuff. No. So uh, it's it's a $2,000 yeah. headset plus probably $500 or $600 for the base set. Uh, so it's um, it's kind of like, kind of. I guess I'll just have to compare the Quest versus the, the Reverb um, and make a decision. Okay, Greg Hectus, final thoughts. Uh, I don't have much either because I can't remember anything tonight, but I do remember we have a race tomorrow night, David and I. What'd you say? <laughs> exactly. Um, if you have a name or anybody thing that I butchered on this show, I apologize. And if I forgot about who you are, I apologize. Um, yeah, I don't really have much. I didn't do much racing this week. I've been really busy work-wise, and uh, it's been a little bit hectic because the weather's gotten a little worse, so it's taken a little bit longer in the days to do work. So... Uh, yeah, but I um, look forward to racing to practicing tonight and racing tomorrow night. All right. Yeah, I'm going to do the man cave after dark tonight. Uh, don't, I, I don't even know what the track is, so hopefully I own the track and I'll look after this. And uh, get that done. We got the ARCA race on Saturday with the Sim 500 guys and uh, just enjoying the league racing. I got three leagues I'm kind of uh, going through. I'm running some uh, official unofficial stuff some hosted stuff uh, in the meantime and and it's nice it's off season i uh, don't want to overdo it i want to take an off season and uh, but i don't want to stop racing either especially with my brand new rig and and wanting to use it and all so uh happy to get a win this week in carb cup uh hey the old man still got some chops uh, and i proved it so with that hey we'll see you on the track later Thank you for listening to the Odd Racers Lounge podcast. Make sure you go to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, Facebook, and Twitter. See you on the track.